0: Hello and welcome to episode 68 of All the Horrible Things with your host, Chris and Enon. That's us, man.
1: That's us. And uh, today we're going to be talking
0: about horror.
1: Specific kind of horror.
0: The horrors. The horrors. (laughs) It's in the title this time. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is like the most appropriate thing we've ever talked about. All the Horrible Things talks the horror of Dolores Roach.
0: Um, it's a new prime show. I uh, just came out last week. Um and straight off the bat I was like you got you got to watch it if you haven't watched it watch it come back and listen to this because yeah, I so loved it. St- I thought it was really really strong and came out of nowhere. Um I, there was no buzz for it I feel like prior.
1: No. Uh I had listened to the Spotify podcast. It was a podcast. Oh. And it um uh, I didn't remember the main actor but the guy uh or Luis's character in the podcast was played by bobby cannavale oh wow
0: but yeah, it's it's not yeah. based on a true story no, no. it is not okay. based
1: off a true story if anything i'd say this is a modern day sweeney todd And yes. um yeah i mean it's it, it's was
0: there really anybody fun. other than bob bobby cannavale in the uh Audio version? I
1: don't think so. Okay. I don't think because so. Because he
0: would have been great, but I got to say that character, Luis, who owns the empanada shop, he is a revelation. I freaking love this guy and I he was, was trying, to, trying to find out where I'd seen him before. And I guess he's one episode of Gotham that I might've recognized him from. He was working with the Mad Hatter or something, but he's just one of these actors that you feel like you've been watching forever. And it's probably the yeah. first or second time you've ever seen him. because he's Incredibly just so likeable. pitch perfect. What's his name? Alejandro Hernandez as Louise steals the show when you have so many other strong players in this. Um, and of course, not yeah. only is it, uh, as, as you noted, a derivative of Sweeney Todd, but it could even go back to Titus Andronicus, which is ironically, um, it pops up as like a little Easter egg in the show because you have a character here who's who runs, I think, a, a main Broadway theater. Or, so there's, she has some big wig job there. Anyways, who's also a private detective? We find out, played by the one and only Cindy Lauper. Have you Cindy seen? Lopper. Have you seen Cindy Lauper act before? <laughs> um,
1: oh. he, you know, what's weird. Is I kind of feel like I have. No, I couldn't tell you. I thought she did a really fun job on this character. I know. It's I good. think she was. Was I think what her character was just an usher? I think she. I
0: don't. Was she just an usher? I, I thought she was I, a big one.
1: No, I don't know. I don't yeah. know who she was. Which is you even might funnier. be right.
0: Which makes sense why she'd be trying to make the money on on the side here, and that she has that you know, friends never in the clinker. A
1: matinee right, that she's actually there. You know, in you're the theater. right. You're
0: right. She feels like a bigwig, though. She has such, uh, yeah. you know, strong energy. I guess you could say, um, definitely. But let's talk about it because it does start actually in in Broadway because you have this mm-hmm. meta not, not meta frame because it's an actual frame um, set in the present of the story of Dolores being put on stage by one of the people who lived in the building with her when she was doing all the horrible things uh, that that she does. That being said, they're not all intentional. I I wanna know right off the bat, did you like Dolores? Did you have sympathy for Dolores?
1: I think they did a really good job of making you kind of like it's kind of earned oh. so the opening scene we see like the end of a production yeah. uh, ah. and potentially the run yeah. of the show right i don't i think that they're like they finished the run their talks of like negotiating to extend it but the main character is in her dressing room and then she is confronted by dolores roach and in that moment she is coming off yeah. very cold yes And, and, and scary, you know, like, we don't know what she's done yet at this point. And at that point, I'm like, I, I, I don't necessarily like her. Uh But when we see what she's been through Uh and what she's endured, she really does a great job. Uh, She was a a fun performer as well, uh, an actor. Uh, I thought she did a really great job of making us like her.
0: I uh, 100% agree. And there are moments that I want to talk about where she did lose my sympathy. Um, but yeah, Justina Machado plays Dolores, and I remember her all the way back from Six Feet Under, where she oh, had okay. uh, a pretty strong supporting role of uh, Federico's love interest in that. And he was essentially wow. uh wow. one of the head he was second fiddle to Dexter, essentially at Six Feet Under. You know what I mean? He was the Right Under Undertaker or, or whatever. Um she's great in that she has so much personality and her deliveries are are so badass most of the time and you can see everything she's thinking in her face uh mm-hmm. i i did really really sympathize with her. i mean we see her get out of jail after you know we have the present metaframe broadway but then we're brought back to her finally getting out of jail so uh after it's,
1: 16
0: years 16 years right so most of this <sighs> actually does take place 16 years ago like 2000 what six or seven or something is when all this was um purported to take place i'm guessing and then she goes back to her old neighborhood in washington heights and it's all been gentrified there's this really funny moment where she really seems to realize it's been gentrified when there's like middle-aged nerdy dude with glasses is walking with a big fern like crossing the street with a big fern you don't see you know people walking around with houseplants that often uh back in the day i'm reckoning um, but you, you kind of see the shock in her and she's a very easy character to glom onto and to sympathize with I, I will yeah. say the whole love backstory it, it ends up having a payoff. but at first it was like "Oh, why are you going back to this guy trying to go back to this guy Dominic who you kind of took the fall for um, as we find out later he set it up so she would but she had no idea she right. thought she was you know doing the right thing for the person that she loved. She's very naive, very gullible, too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when we find out that, she becomes even more sympathetic. But I want to ask you, when is the first time that you lost a little bit of sympathy for her? Well... I'm running through the
1: episodes in my head right now. I, I feel like anytime she was mean to Joy, who runs the... Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. I, I'm going to pull up her...
0: Joy, played by Gene Yoon, And for those Jean of you Yoon. who are a fan of Kim's Convenience, which is one of the funniest sitcoms uh, available on Netflix, uh, I love this show. Shang, the guy who plays uh, Shang-Chi is also one it as well. It has, it has such a great cast. Definitely watch. Oh, con- Simu con- Yes, he's so funny. Um it's gonna be But she's Barbie. the bomb in that, and it was really fun to see her play something else, because I hadn't seen her in anything else, and it was such a different part for her. She does play Joy, and she's the one, more than anyone else other than maybe um, Luis, that's trying to help her get back on her feet, is trying yeah. to get her a job as a, a masseuse at a proper place. Um, But it falls through because she can't shake her past. You know, this it does deal with some interesting societal stuff. Uh, Yeah.
1: Let me stop you right there because I had just said that's when I lost. um, uh, She she kind of lost. Yes, because she had been joy had been
0: so nice to her. I could see why when she starts being a dick to joy in the latter episodes. She. But is that when you? No, much earlier. It was episode two, and I totally understood. Because ultimately, she Mark Maron's character is the building owner, the property manager, who's essentially Man, about to yeah. kick out Luis, who has sheltered her in her time of need. Um, yeah. And he's really sleazy, mm. and she mm-hmm. offers him a massage to kind of cool him off mm-hmm. and give him some cash uh, to kind of, like, put him off. And he's a dick. Like, Mark Maron's character mm-hmm. is a dick. And then we find out later he's kind of a sleazy guy, too. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. occurs when it's down there, he kind of, like, Assumes things that Dolores was not offering. Um right. and then she's gets to the point where she feels like she has to kill him. Um But that's not where she lost me. It's when she laughs maniacally while doing it <laughs> that she loses me. Uh, uh so she didn't need to be laughing as she was doing during this. Because she's not a murderer. She didn't go to jail for murder. This is not something she does. It just seemed too much too soon. Uh,
1: I totally see where you're coming from. Oh. But what I don't think the story does the greatest job of is showing how I don't I, I think she has lost a large part of her humanity based on our judicial system after 16 years of being there and i don't think they do the best job of showing like how she's kind of unhinged yeah just sort of like break they sort of break into it because there's not i mean that's a good just sort of we're kind of just going off (laughs) of like how that she's been Uh wrong like and i don't believe that's justifiable for what she does but i also believe that she has lost who she is as a as a human and you know our prison system treats people like animals chews them up spits them out and so i understand we're we're, you know the laughing maniacally but i just think that she has lost her mind
0: yes and then you can't have sympathy for someone someone like that um but sometimes she does just feel so lucid because she really does want to be on the right track and she's trying to make a honest living. Um, I just didn't, you're right. If you want to attribute it to her having just gone bonkers because of jail. I mean, her lover in jail was the one who taught her how to massage yeah. and she had her hands cut off in jail. I know. So that'll, that'll, that'll definitely mess with you. Tabitha,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Tabitha's character. One thing I did want to say about this first and second episode and what it showed of Washington Heights is I lived in Brooklyn for for like four months and just the, the sense of like, you know, everybody, even there's so many people and just people sit on their stoops and there's not abnormal to just talk to strangers and, and sort of thing. I felt like it really gave the vibe. Um, yeah. And granted, Washington Heights is, is in Manhattan versus Brooklyn, but it felt Brooklyn-y to me. I guess Brooklyn's kind of been gentrified now, too, to a degree. Oh, but yeah. I just, I really loved the en Sen, right? What was going on um, in the background at all times was interesting. I mean, you see, yeah. <laughs> even in that first episode, the drug dealer that's on the street working for um, her, you know. Oh,
1: Hector? Yes, Hector
0: Pector. Uh, which is hilarious. That's apparently his name. Um, <laughs> she does not take any guff from him. When he kind of, kind of comes up to her, she like smacks him and then takes his cigar oh, yeah. and flicks the ash right in him. You could, you know, right away that she's a badass. She's not taking any yep. shit from anybody. Yeah. So yep. it's a really strong character. Character. I feel like we haven't seen be the lead. I feel like maybe we've seen supporting characters like this before, yeah. but to kind of like a drive point. a project project like this, I thought was really fun to, you know, get the, behind the wheel with her on this one.
1: I completely agree. And I, I glad you brought up that moment because I think it says a lot about her character and that she hasn't lost that. I guess she hasn't lost uh, her street cred. Yeah. And the fact that she's been here yeah. longer, like she used to run this street with her boyfriend and, and she's not afraid of this massive man. Yeah. Who, who's very intimidating. Uh and then he also. He not criti- to kind
0: of be a pussycat though, later we find oh, out. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the fact that she also criticizes how he's such a bad drug dealer, like flashing <laughs> yeah. things and like I love that that she kind of threw some notes out there. And I um huh. I yeah. want to talk really briefly about that
0: <laughs> character, the the boss <laughs> who is
1: um is it Marcy?
0: Marcy, uh, yes. People might recognize her from Scrubs. She's yeah. the nurse from Scrubs. And yeah, it's just awesome. She was in Smile recently, if you remember. A small bit oh, yeah. part, in, not bit part, but yeah. smaller part. In, and you it was, she's great. She's able to flock so she, well.
1: She is great.
0: And it's just.
1: Marcy almost sets her down this path because yeah. if she had gotten this um Mar- right. Marcy sort of ruins her job <laughs> interview if you will so outing her as a uh a recent uh ex-con. So Marcy kind of puts things into motion aside from, you know, her ex who is, you know, on the lam or potentially dead. Yeah, right. But it's it's really early. I mean, I think that's episode one where she almost has a job. She's almost going to be like going straight. And Marcy just sweeps and like swoops in and, and just destroys her. Yep. And she gets, you know, she gets her comeuppance. But it's, um it was an also a really nice spin to show that the new drug kingpin, if you will, is also a woman, right. you know, like.
0: And it could have been yeah. her if she didn't get screwed. You know that was right. her potential right. path, um, which makes their showdown a couple episodes later that much more satisfying. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're kind of burying the lead here because she kills Mark yes. Marin, who I, I enjoy watching him act. Did, did you ever listen to his podcast? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've I've seen his stand up a, a number of times. Yeah. I used to see him. He used to come into the improv when I worked oh. there, and. Yeah. Really nice, nice, normal guy, uh-huh. uh, but I, I, I agree. I love when he pops up into to acting roles.
0: As do I. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to seek out the stuff that he's been doing lately. I liked Glow. I didn't get through all of Glow, if I'm honest with mm. you, and I don't blame him. I think he was one of the highlights of the show, um, yeah. but I wanted more of him, but I guess we kind of did get more of him hanging uh, his hanging dead corpse yeah. <laughs> in later episodes. But we're burning the lead, ultimately... Luis is in so much love with Dolores that he finds Obsessed. the body when she's gone out in this comical shopping spree to buy stuff to get rid of the body. And that in itself is a really fun scene, but she comes back and it's gone. And then she, of course, figures out oh crap, he is now making empanadas with Mark Merritt meat, <laughs> <laughs> which she really, really struggles with for a while until she kind of realized well, what, what can I do? You know, she's she's kind of the victim of circumstance throughout this whole thing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, um, Better. she's so fragile in the sense that she doesn't want to, uh, mess anything up cause she'll go right back okay. to prison. So well, she's kind of, yeah, victim of circumstance. Like, uh, this guy also just gave me a room when I had nowhere mm-hmm. else to go. He's taken me in. He remembers me. He's yep. the only thing that's really, uh, grounded from my past life. He's still here in the same shop. Uh, he idolizes her it's like her one thing like not only do you remember me but you respect me
0: right loves her ultimately and And like for episodes and episodes is when is he gonna want something back when is he gonna make that move you know and it never happens and you just like continue to like love him I love him more than Dolores for sure
1: yeah they do a really nice thing with his, his character is that when she peeks into his room, and I don't want to jump too far. Ahead, oh, yeah. But it says a lot about who his character is. He's she peeks into his room, and he's still, it's like seeing a, a kid's bedroom.
0: Well, you I know, mean, like when I look toys. around, but yeah.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But that to me was, was why he's never made a move he's still a little that's a good point yeah looking up to this woman he doesn't know how to make a move
0: that's true he just
1: doesn't want to scare her away essentially you know it's yeah
0: yeah and he has a a tragic backstory i don't think it hurts to to talk about that now because no he is such a fleshed out character but, but part of that is that he i guess had a relationship with his father's girlfriend right
1: yeah, girlfriend. because yes, his
0: mother had died or ran away or something. And he was having this illicit relationship with his father's girlfriend when he was like fourteen or something, really uh, young. I was gonna guess around then, yeah. And he dad found out everything went to shit until like I kinda of punish himself. He tries to cut off his own wang and isn't able to do it Can't properly. Do it. He's bleeding like he's bleeding out because he couldn't finish the job. So then he was right by the fryer and he just tosses all the oil on it to kind of like seal it up. So when in episode six or whatever they finally get intimate, um she sees this and like it kind of explains, like you mentioned, why he didn't know how to move forward, even though he did have this love for her. Um yeah. and we'll talk about what that might mean too at the very end later. But one thing I wanted to go back to is because when he's selling this human meat right he has his um (laughs) underling his employee go out there nelly 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 go out there um giving away free samples of these meat empanadas on the street my question to you is would you eat a free sample of meat on the street today
1: you know uh, i'd like to say no but it is right in front of a restaurant Right, yeah. it's it's not unheard of. Mm. It's um, it's it's an empanada, right? So it's
0: no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I mean, granted, this is it would be normal there. I remember when I was in Brooklyn, there were so many meat carts, so many carts, just like almost on every other corner of people with yeah meat on a stick was like the thing. So much meat on a stick everywhere in Brooklyn is what I noticed. <laughs> um so i guess it, it might be kind of normal there but i would struggle even if it is in an empanada wrap i don't starting <laughs> to after covid not want to um
1: that's a great point not after covid right
0: maybe before but yeah not now uh, definitely not but i digress let's get back into her murders and mayhems oh one moment i did want to mention though is because Luis louise is so sweet and he does set her up there in the basement to be the massage um, masseuse, and he gets her a fake license, and then when he's giving it to her, he's so cute, and then he goes, like, he starts singing the wedding song, thinking he's he's singing the graduation song. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just hilarious, these little moments um, that really make the show. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and, and those little (laughs) things are so, supportive of the character. It just, like, the guy is so nice. It, it, it's like,
0: you
1: know? he doesn't have the full education or he's still a child. He's and painfully like moment, sweet. Yes. Yeah. Like the, maybe the moment where he actually uh, hurt himself, he was frozen in time. I think so. As yeah. But um, yeah, it, it gets to a point Let me... where, it's become a way for Dolores to just remove the problems in her life. Right now, she criticizes Luis for how he's getting rid of these bodies, but she's not helping him because she's just creating a pile of bodies mm-hmm. in, in her wake. And there's another great character that I wanted to mention because he's from the he's in the first episode. Is Jeremiah?
0: Jeremiah? Yeah,
1: the delivery man who. It's so great Uh, that they have this character who he's not trying to like hurt their business. He just wants a piece of the action, so he notices when the murders start that they're not ordering as much meat from him, which is, I mean, yeah, that was bound to happen. You guys are going to find something isn't going to add up anymore and not just missing bodies but their, their, your web of lies is leading or like, right. leaving a, a trail of clues and and it
0: might not have he, been that big of a deal if he hadn't had such a close connection to Luis's dad back in the day right. and it was it was kind of like taken for granted yeah. that he was their main meat source
1: yeah yeah it promised to look after him and it's kind of it's kind of um unfortunate that it is kind of <laughs> like the wrong place like, wrong come. time mm-hmm. because and, he just wants to pay his bills, but then it's like he just can't help but try to figure this out. He's following Dolores. He is... Uh, that didn't even seem to bother me, which was weird. Normally, I'd be like, that's a weird thing for a character to do, but he's kind of like us, where he's putting the, like, the mystery together. Right. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he's like... You know onto them i wish she was a little bit more naive
0: it is and he does have one thing majorly wrong in that he thinks louise is kind of the one that is controlling the whole situation when it was really dolores they have such a funny right. moment in there where he, he yeah. said just blink twice if it's really <laughs> <Yeah>. him <laughs> and she doesn't um and she has sympathy for him too but i just want to mention i love this actor k todd because he's from buffy season three he wow. is the the mayor is the big bad in season three, and he's second fiddle to the mayor as Trick, this really awesome vampire, one of the best like uh henchmen, I guess you could say, in the whole show, and he lasts through all of season three. And it's so fun to see him now in this role. I got to see him last year; he was in Nathan uh, Fielder's show, the rehearsal too.
1: Oh um,
0: yeah, yeah, love this guy. He is such a great uh, everything. I just I just adore him. Yeah, uh, he's really fun. Uh, but you're right, he's a great character. All the secondary characters are so fleshed out. You got Nellie, and then we got to talk about Jonah, who is the son of Mark Marin, who's coming here, yeah. and he's like, where's my dad, for one? And this is where, it, really, Luis's character becomes so much more complex, because he takes advantage of the situation and makes it seem like, oh, you're here with paperwork, right? To, to extend mm-hmm. my lease. And from, from prior to that, it really just felt like he was kind of, you know, like you said, childish, stuck in a time but these are the moments where he is business savvy to to yep. the oomph degree almost yeah and he does care about uh empanada loco like it is his own child um which makes it so heartbreaking when dolores then toward the end of the series is trying to get him to sell it yeah to and i'm
1: not and i'm not saying uh that this is right but he also knows what to do <laughs> like putting the meat into the food is not the smartest way to go, but he went into action immediately. And not only did he start thinking about what to do with the bodies, he started thinking about the phones and like, he is very, very um, smart about it. Yeah. Again, maybe don't
0: eat the. Despite being stoned 24 seven. He definitely, um, he came up with some decent ideas. There was always something not quite great about like with the phone. Obviously you then have, um, who is it? cindy lopper's character ruthie yeah who's yep. able to figure out that the pacemaker is tied so she's able to find that mark maron's there and this is the episode where she kills two people in a row pretty much uh, um for hector pector who okay this is the <laughs> only one she didn't necessarily do on purpose right well, because it, and it's co-
1: very comedic too it is uh, very I comedic
0: mean- i mean this is a big guy and to see him then like going to anaphylactic shock because she put coconut oil on him and he's allergic to nuts. And she's like, I think that was an actual nut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you have, uh, with the Epi pen, her stabbing him in the heart, like <laughs> <Pulp Fiction. laughs> so much fun. And then of course, yeah. Ruthie comes down there, calls her out and then she kills him or her underneath Hector's body and ends up stabbing Hector accidentally too. It was just, you know, such a fun sequence.
1: Comedy of errors. Yeah. It's it's um it's also interesting that you know Cindy Lauper is like, hey, uh I'm just gonna walk away. We're not gonna talk about this, we'll go our separate ways. And that's when she mentions the fact that she is has never missed a matinee. And if she's gone, it's gonna be an issue. And this just is when wait. I think Dolores is sort of just like beyond redemption in. Yeah, where she's just killing to like, <laughs> I think she's just pissed off at, at City Loper's character and, and is just like, well, I'm just going to murder you because I started, <laughs> you know, right. But
0: she can't I trust wonder... her. I think she would have told on her, you know, I mean, it oh, doesn't make so sense uh, the way she spun it, uh, yeah. but she was going to tell her, I think no matter what. So yeah. is there anything yeah. to do in that sense? I guess saving I, yeah. her own ass um <laughs> but yeah then they try to rip off this poor pearlman kid to sell him the restaurant <laughs> yeah i um, mean he's you know, like pathetically can't really gather the money so they're willing ultimately to settle for like fifteen thousand dollar cashier's check um and then of course that all goes to pot this is after the bloodbath scene which is hilarious because you had Luis draining oh the bodies in the basement into the drain and all of it backed up into one of the tenants in the second floor's bathtub. Just
1: into a literal bloodbath.
0: Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but it was great yeah. because Luis was then able to spin it on Jonah because he is technically the landlord. Uh I just I just loved the way that it I don't and, know, was and- playing out. It was so smooth.
1: And yeah, poor Jonah, because he just doesn't want to get in trouble at this point. Like he wants to prove that he is a man right. taking care of a business, impress Nellie's character. But uh, yeah, I guess, you know, this is that classic. You can't be in a happy relationship in this type of show because as soon as right. you're happy, yes. it's got to go. So Jonah is very happy. He spends the night with Nellie and then he's just, you know uh Luis didn't lock the nope he <laughs> was of, trying the-
0: to be sweet and make her some breakfast and walks in yeah he didn't take the sticker Luis. of the code off of the lock yeah. to the freezer <laughs> yeah. where his father's head was just lying there uh, uh that one surprised me she got him real quick and good but you're right i actually thought this actor was perfect for the role because he was like sweet as a button he seemed like the most I innocent know. actor i've ever seen on the screen for that age yeah. sort of thing like yeah. perfect and you i felt bad he was like one of the few that I was like i didn't want him to die he didn't deserve this at all um but it then was around then that i start to lose Luis because then he comes downstairs everything is just like the momentum is crazy joy comes down there her neck is her she's got a crick and this is right when poor dolores has just been through it all she's like really mean to her again i love how they bring up the point that people call her mean and she's like i'm not mean love that little bit but then this is this is the one that didn't deserve to die right was joy because she starts to give her the back rub and then just breaks her neck uh Mm -hmm. out of nowhere uh unnecessarily too right because she didn't see anything and that
1: no no i think it was just that she was annoying dolores
0: yes and that's where she's irredeemable and at the end when she says i am a monster this is where i I do think she's a monster i don't think she's redeemable anymore especially after the joy moment and i do love Luis's response when he finds out about joy being killed he's like oh i didn't see that coming (laughs) yeah yeah
1: he's like part of the audience again like uh or like he's us. Like I, I didn't not see that coming because Joy was so sweet. Like,
0: right, and he, he literally has her on his shoulder at that time. Yeah, he was just yeah, casually yeah. carrying her around. It was so funny. Um, but this is where I lose Luis because what happened to Dolores, who he loves? Now he's done to Nelly, and he's put the blame on. Oh him. yeah, this is where yeah. I lose Luis.
1: Yeah, this this seemed like before Dolores walked into this world that Nellie felt like maybe Luis's only family, you know, which, uh, mm. <laughs> yes, she worked for him as an employee, but she also lived in the building. Like she probably didn't make a lot of money there. Uh-uh. It, it was just not, not okay for Luis to no. put it all on her. It's unforgivable. Yeah, but that, that that's part of his blind obsession with Dolores. That's like true. He will, he will do anything he's for the her. Dog. He's puppy dog. he's got the fake um, IDs with their new names ready to go, and like <laughs> he 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 would have left his whole world behind in a second, but wasn't going to sell out to Jonah for franchising. You know, right. it, it's Yeah, he's really like a very complex
0: up. character. That's what I love. All of them really were complex and complicated. And are, and yeah. you couldn't really know what they were gonna do next. And that brings me to let's let's talk about the, the the final sequences. Um where ultimately Dolores is done with Luis too, because of what he's done to Nelly. I mean, she it's funny that she does have standards herself, and because he, of what happened to her, she can't take what he's done to Nelly. And she just tries to <laughs> leave, but he chases her down, right? What were you gonna say? Yeah. And I was going to say, do you
1: think Luis deserves this kind of death? Out of all the murders Dolores has done to people snapping necks, Carter. choking him out, like this seemed yeah. pretty violent.
0: Well, here is my theory. And no, I, I absolutely do not think that Luis deserved uh, being dunked in the, in the fryer um, <sighs> and then ultimately set on fire. Uh, but I don't think he's dead, man. I think we're going to have another series of this. And I think he's going to be I tracking agree. down... Dolores while she's tracking down Dom still potentially Dominic corrects. and I wanted to ask you who, who you think was at the door at the very end I was gonna ask you the same thing because
1: I think it would be way too easy for it to be Dominic so who could it be
0: it's gotta be the is Australian friend the Australian friend That's who is the only is... thing that makes sense and the only thing that could potentially bring upon the, a yep. whole new series of it uh or season yep. rather yep. And I do think that we're gonna have Luis back all Freddy Kruegered. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which I'm all for, I wanna see him take a different angle with this same sweet character, cause that is a backstory like no other for a supervillain. If they run with, right? with Luis, the friar, my God. Uh, I
1: agree, and you know, he's gonna finally see through Dolores's selfish ways. She's she she lied to him about, you know, I'm done we with Dominic. To... Like, it is sure. the only driving force in her life.
0: That's true. Is... And it dumb, may not even revenge.
1: be for revenge. Like, will she, she might be him to... back?
0: Yeah. You don't know.
1: Right? Will she be able to kill Dominic? Probably not.
0: Well, I <laughs> want to know. Uh, I do. I'm yeah, looking forward to the yeah. possibility of it. And I know it was, I know Prime's top 10, I don't think it speaks the same way that Netflix's top 10 does. It doesn't. It so, doesn't. even though it was there, we might not get it, but I'm hoping we do because. <laughs>
1: I did think it was funny that there was a Jason Blum reference in it.
0: Oh, like, yeah. At the party yeah, at the and, end. Yeah. Ed
1: Blumhouse produced this. Jason Blum has been promoting the hell out of this show. Uh, rightfully so. It, I think it's really funny. And in my <laughs> life, it has kind of filled a small <laughs> hole of where Santa Clarita Diet went. You know? I could it's see that,
0: that. Yeah. The yeah, humor war combo. Comedy. And you just yeah. made me realize. Yes, yeah, So at that party, you got Jason Blum. And you have the tenant who has the podcast who lived in the building, one of the few survivors, who's the one that kind of like wrote the Broadway show. And he specifically (laughs) says, and next I'm doing the TV show. So that could be the base uh, plot line of what's going on in the second series is maybe she is pulling his strings now uh, behind the scenes of the show based on her experiences. I could definitely see that guy coming back and the TV show being a, a more central part of the production or release or something. But either yeah. way, yeah. I loved it. You got to see it.
1: Love it. Um, I'd like to think that most of the people who listened to today's episode have seen it also. Yes. and
0: Certainly um, hope so.
1: Or we just gave everything away. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> it, for the we were going to do, we forgot to mention this at the time, we were going to do yeah. Bird Box Barcelona because I love the fir- first Bird Box, but Bird Box Same Barcelona it. was very lackluster. It wasn't worth a cast, honestly, even though it's, I think, still in the top 10. People are watching it, but yeah. I don't know how you can really enjoy it that much. <sighs>
1: I don't. I mean, hey, listen. Like you just said, I don't. I don't know how these platforms rank themselves. It, it might just be the fact that it's been the most watched. It doesn't mean it's
0: like the the right. best that Netflix yeah. has to offer. It's a strong and, name, and I almost uh, feel like they squandered a potential franchise with this one. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. Um, so don't bother with that. And then you mentioned you saw Quicksand, another one that just dropped on Shudder. I saw Quicksand. It is a
1: well-told story about a couple who, on the verge of divorce, they go over to South America. Our main character is from Colombia. They're going to be speaking at a medical conference. But before that conference, they go out on a hike. They, for some reasons, there's a guy robbing their car in the middle of nowhere, um, Hmm. but pushes them deeper into the woods. They fall into quicksand. And I will say that it was entertaining, Mm -hmm. but by no means was it as original. You know, it's a lot of what you'd expect. Kind of like an open water
0: and quicksand sort of vibe.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Okay. All right. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it because I haven't seen a movie about people in Quicksand before, that's true, yeah. But if you think about it, it's 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 like a lot of movies about being trapped in a, in a location. So fair, it's, you know, fair. all right, um, all right. Yeah, you don't have to check it out unless there's uh nothing else on Shutter. I would check it out. But uh, see Dolores
0: first, that's for sure. And I'm sure everyone's going definitely. to see Oppenheimer. So uh you're yeah. going to be able to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna bring in Oppenheimer cast. So get get excited, people. But until yeah. then, stay alive. Um,